Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend on our Bible study today, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are free for you to download and copy. And all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. No registration, no email required, no subscription fees. There's no thumbs up, no like buttons, and you will never pay a penny for any of our Bible studies. Also, we will never ask for donations, nor do we accept any donations, so that we can always give you the truth, as the Lord tells us in the Epistle of Jude, which is my favorite book in the Bible. And so we won't be beholding to anyone but Christ Jesus as we preach and teach the Logos, the Word of God. That's what it means in the Greek. Amen? I would ask you, if you, ha- if you can, if you would please just pray for this podcast and the website, that we can win many souls for Christ Jesus. And I sincerely thank you for taking time out of your day and doing that for me. Thank you. Now, my only goal is to connect you with Christ Jesus. That's why I did this uh, podcast, and that's why I did the website. If you want to see all of the Bible studies uh, that are uploaded to the the website, you may visit it at www.hopeisaprayer.com. Hopeisaprayeraway.com, my bad. Now, let's get into the Word of God today. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be studying about one of the seven uh, original deacons of the church. And his name was, they called him Philip the Evangelist. And an etymology of the name of Philip being translated from the Greek means that he was a lover of horses. His name means lover of horses. And his name is first mentioned in the account of the dispute between the Hebrew and Hellenistic uh, disciples in Acts 6. Hellenistic disciples were um, Jews that spoke Greek. So he's obviously he spoke Greek. He is one of the deacons appointed to supervise a daily distribution of food and alms. So to remove all suspicion of partiality. So the persecution of which Saul was a leader must have stopped the daily administrations, administrations of the church. The teachers who had been most prominent were compelled to take flight, and Philip was among them. It is noticeable that in the city of Samaria is the first scene of his activity. And we can find that in Acts chapter 8. He is the precursor of St. Paul in his work, as Stephen has had been in teaching the gospel. And we find that the gospel, friends, is for everyone, regardless of race, nationality, gender, or background. If you're white, red, green, it has nothing to do with your lifestyle. The gospel, the good news of Jesus is for everyone. Amen? So if you've ever been told that you're going to hell because of this or because of that, um, I got news for you. You, There's not a single person on the face of this earth that has the power to send you, me, or anyone anywhere. 
The only person that can send you and I anywhere is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's get back to our studies. So the scene which brings Philip and Simon, the sorcerer, into contact with each other in Acts, for, uh, Acts 8, verses 9 through 13, which the magician has to acknowledge a power over nature greater than his own, is interesting. This step is followed by another on the road to Jerusalem from Gaza. He meets the Ethiopian eunuch in, 820, in Acts 8.26. And the history that follows is, is an interesting one. Of the few records in the New Testament of the process of individual conversion. A brief sentence tells us that Philip continued his work as a preacher at Azotus, which is Ashdod, and among the other cities that had formerly belonged to the Philistines and following the coastline came to Caesarea. Then for a long period of time, not less than 18 or 19 years, we lose sight of him. The, glass, the last glimpse of him in the New Testament is in the account of St. Paul's journey to Jerusalem. It is to his house, as to one well known to them, that St. Paul and his companions turned for shelter. So we find that Philip, he has four daughters who possess the gift of prophetic utterance and who apparently give themselves to the work of teaching instead of entering on the life of a home. And in Acts 21, verse 8, Acts 21, verse 9, he is visited by the prophets and the elders of Jerusalem. And one tradition places the scene of his death at Heropolis in Phrygia. Another, according to another, he died as Bishop of Trollis. The house in which he and his daughters had lived was pointed out to travelers in the time of Jerome. And friends, what a great way to spend your life serving the Lord. And like I said before earlier in this sermon and this, this brief Bible study, because there's not much more that the Bible records uh, about uh, Philip the, the Evangelist and the deacon. But what a way to serve the Lord. And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life and just win souls for Christ. There is no better job. And friends, I want to invite you today that if you don't know Jesus, he's waiting with open arms to welcome you to his family. And I want you to picture this as I tell all of my Bible students. Just picture yourself extending your hand out to greet someone. And the person passes by and doesn't acknowledge you. And how would that make you feel? I know it would make me feel pretty bad. Amen? Now think about Jesus extending his hand out to you for days, months, years. And you just walk by and you don't take his hand. But that's okay, friends. Because God is not vengeful. God's not waiting to punish you. To the contrary, God is waiting for you to hold his hand, ask him into your life, and 
he's going to forgive every sin. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he cares not to remember any of your sins, any of my sins. Amen. I'm going to be leading you in a prayer. And if you would like to take the hand of Jesus this day and ask him to be your Lord and Savior, I would ask you if you would please follow along. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I ask for forgiveness of all of my sins. This day, my Lord, I want to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I want to thank you for the sacrifice that you made for me on Calvary. And I want to take your hand from this day forward. Please, my Lord, comfort me. Help me, Lord. You know what's going on in my life. Please come into my life. Help me. Give me hope. Lead me. Encourage me. Give me love, understanding. Bring back joy to my life. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen, Lord. And friend, if you said that prayer, I do believe that you were born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. Buy yourself a Bible that you can understand, that's easy for you to understand the scriptures. And I encourage you to go to your Wednesday Bible Bible studies, your Sunday's, uh, Sunday school, and your sermons on Sunday. And take really good notes. And in your devotional time, you get all, all, of, all of the stuff that you learned that week, all the material that you learned. And you go to the Lord in prayer before you start opening the word. Ask the Lord to give you understanding. Ask the Lord to give you remembrance so that you can apply his word to your life first. And then you can help others. And let's, let us always remember that we preach and teach humbly for all of us are full of sin. And like I said before, if anyone ever turned you off with the gospel, it's because they didn't have enough knowledge. If anyone told you that you're going to help because of your lifestyle or because of this or because of that, that's just simply not true. As we know that the only one that has the power to do that is the Lord Jesus. And I close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of the Pastor John H. Osteen. And Pastor Osteen would close out all of his TV sermons with the following phrase. He would always say, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. And friends, I want to thank you for the privilege of your time and being able to share Christ with you. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. May his blessings and protections be upon you and yours today and always. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you.